0: Ian Trache here for Discussions of Truth. And Lee Dundas. Hello. Is in the building. Lee, you know, you and I first met in, what was it, January or December in DC? December, December. It was back in December in yeah. DC. And I think it was at the same time that Pamela, right? Do you know Pamela? Yes,
1: that's when we all met.
0: Not to mention names here. But uh, yeah. anyway, so um, Lee, what is happening with you?
1: Well, uh, all sorts of cool and crazy stuff. You know, California has turned into.
0: Wait, out. by the way, hold on. Wait for listeners who don't know who you are, because you're like whiz kid. Uh, quick, quick background on who are
1: you? Uh, I'm a human rights attorney now. Unlike all of the other people who were smarter than me, I decided to go to college at age 14 and be too young to drink, drive, or do anything fun <laughs> legally. <laughs> and then I got out at 17, went to you know, went to apply to law school because I suck at math and science. I uh, got into Yale Law, got into Bolt, ended up going to USC, and then, um, and then poof, I was representing Fortune five hundred companies when I was uh, I don't know twenty one, twenty two years old, uh, in state and federal court. You know the the corporate polluters who were killing the planet, the big banks who weren't doing much better, and uh, and then about ten years ago. I got a job offer I didn't really want to say no to. I was asked to become general counsel to an anti-sex trafficking nonprofit Oh yeah. and move to Southeast Asia and start fighting against the child brothel industry, which is one of the fastest growing criminal economies in the world. So I was happily enough doing that until um, March of last year when I realized that we had an almost bigger human rights violation brewing in our own backyard than we did in Asia. So here I am, you know, a few months later screaming at blue state governors, like it's my darn new day job.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And uh, taking a pound of flesh wherever I can, which I think I'm pretty effective. We got rid of the mask mandate in Orange County last year. And then we got rid of the digital passports here in Orange County this year, a couple months ago. And uh, we just keep socking into Newsom. And I think I may just have to run against that man in 2022. Oh, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Is that a declaration?
1: Well, I was going to maybe look at doing it this time on the recall. But, you know, it's an eight-week push. They're doing the recall vote on the 14th of September. And the guy who gets in is only gonna be in office for like nine or 10 months. He's gonna to have to campaign the whole time. It's just, I don't know. I think, I think that there's, you know, everything has its own time. Uh, but I will tell you this. Um, we need to quit backing in California and elsewhere. Boring, no offense, Ian, you're not boring. Boring middle-aged men between the age of 40 and 70 <laughs> who speak with forked tongue And want to give everybody what they want to hear. I'm not forty yet, Lee. I okay, okay, so good. (laughs) I didn't offend you. And uh, you know, they they try to offend nobody and in the process offend everybody. You can't say you're for frickin' medical freedom and then go get the shot. The shot wasn't the problem. And then announce the shot on your social media and push it on 16-year-olds when you're a Yale Law School grad and you should damn well know about the Nuremberg Code and state and federal law, which prohibits pushing anything experimental at all, let alone on a child population. Um, and when you've got other you know, gubernatorial candidates who are out there saying, I'll be with you. You know, if you can't mask, I won't mask. If you have to stand out, or if you have to mask, I'll mask. If you need to stand outside a restaurant, I will too. I'm like... That is not fighting tyranny. You don't fight oppression by laying down with the people who are being oppressed. You fight oppression by standing the hell up to it. Go stand in front of the cattle car and derail it. Don't jump on as it's headed to Auschwitz. My goodness. And these are people I would have voted for, but I've seen their true colors in the last couple weeks. I'm not happy that I'm laying down punches right now, but I feel like the American people, particularly the California people, need to know what the field looks like because you judge people by their actions, not by what they say. And right now, we got a problem in California, and I am here to tell you the people in California are over it. They are done with hypocrites. They're done with middle-aged men who say anything they want to say. And we need, as the GOP and the, the billionaires and the corporate money in the state, to quit backing the people who are slowly trying to kill us. And what I said from the microphone on the stage today is you need to start backing the human secretariats. That horse won the Triple Crown. He ran every leg of the Belmont race faster than the last quarter mile. He had a heart three times bigger than all of the average thoroughbreds on the track. And he closed out as he came down to the wire. You were Chick Henderson saying, he is moving like a tremendous machine. That boy was 31 solid lengths ahead of the next nearest horse on the field. They had to pan out so far. They couldn't even keep all the horses in the, in the field. And that was three records that that horse laid down in 1973 that have never been touched in the 50 years almost that have past since that horse had brains he had brawn he had speed he had stamina and he suffered fools not at all if the jockey didn't know what the hell he was doing he bucked him off as soon as he got out of the starting gate that is the type of candidate in the human form that we need to be running for governor of california because that is the only type of governor that is going to fix the communist state that has taken us over
0: and who is that
1: well, I don't know who it's going to be for the next nine months, but I can tell you this. If this stuff is still looking the way it is today, nine months from now, I'll be running.
0: So, Lee, I had uh, three, three, three really Im- Im- impressive uh, women here uh, that represent uh, what's called the California General Assembly. Um, and uh, and, and they, they're telling me that California is hot. That's the word that they used. That's the adjective that they're using is hot.
1: Okay. Did California
0: go for Trump?
1: Well, you know, we had Dominion in 47 out of 58 counties. So what we know about Dominion is it has a wide open back door, Smartmatic, Cytel, they all had connections to Pelosi's family. Um, you know, you shouldn't have a hand in the money that has uh, is is financing the election machines that are counting your vote. I don't know about you, but that's a bit of a conflict of interest for me. And uh, all sorts of countries had abandoned these, these electronic voting systems because they, uh, Switzerland, I mean, I mean multiple countries had walked away saying they found back doors big enough you could drive a truck through. And in the days after the election, I was approached by a myriad white hat hackers. These are guys who teach white hat hacking at universities to corporations and teach them how to hide their steps when they are hacking so nobody can even know that they've been hacked. And these guys said to a man, they were all men, to a man, the Dominion leaves a back door that a smart 13 year old could drive a truck through. So, so long as we have Dominion in California in 47 and 58 counties, I don't think we're going to know. But I am telling you right now, I think we flipped red. I've been out on the street, I've been talking to people, I think we flipped red. And that was almost a year ago now. Now, people, I mean, we've got soccer moms calling me since Newsom said he's going to mask everybody. Starting, uh, you know, Friday a week ago, he we said, we're going back to school in mass for the whole darn year, regardless of vaccine status. I have soccer moms with rocks on their fingers and enough Botox on their foreheads to choke a horse who are ready to take that man's proverbial head off with a proverbial machete. No, I'm not saying literally. You don't need to send the cops after anybody. But I am telling you, they are ready to almost start near riot. When you start taking out the kids... And gunning for the kids, you piss off all the parents regardless of what political party they consider themselves part of. So I think Newsom's got himself a little problem. I think he may have signed his own damn death warrant a week ago when he made that move. And uh, I think that's only pushing everybody who has got a. A remote iota or shred of critical reasoning capability left in their skull further to the right than they already were to start with
0: back in November. Lee uh, last I heard from what you were up to I've lately been pushing a guy named James McBride and James teamed up with the Canadian to write extensively historically what's gone on behind the money manipulation the cabal and the deep state and the Federal Reserve and that and that and that 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 end. I was told that you were touring with Sasha Stone. Is that true?
1: Sasha and Scott McKay and I have uh, split apart from the original tour. We are the AriseFreedomTour.com if you want to find us. we got a week of dates left. Kentucky on Monday, Tennessee Wednesday. Uh, Maple Lawn Historic Estate right in the middle of Brentwood. Five acres. Come on out. 5.30 p.m. Wednesday if you're in Tennessee or a neighboring state. And then our final stint for this leg of the tour is Friday in Tampa.
0: Now I uh, I'm currently in the state of Mont <laughs> Montana.
1: No, you're currently in the state of California, baby. Oh, okay, you're
0: right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And
1: you're right. And then you're going home to Montana. But I'm going
0: back to Montana. You're 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 correct. And by the way, I'm a California native.ly I didn't know if you knew that. Or not. I
1: did know that. We talked about
0: that. Um, uh, uh, and I uh, listened to Richard Mack speak, and I think he's touring right now with uh, with with Steel. And and this is I, I, I look. I just this is just it, it, the listeners may not be interested in this. It's not getting anything really important. But uh, but but. What happened in that uh, split? Because uh, James, uh, I was going to join James. What what happened in that split between Sasha and uh, Robert David Steele?
1: Well, Robert David Steele used to work for the CIA. I believe his wife still does. And um, we had a dead guy show up on, I don't know, stop two or three uh, of our tour. And a dead like, guy. Oh, yeah. Yep. Dead guy showed up. And... Um, the boys, the good, the good old boys, were getting the, the location of the event released the day of, which was really pissing off all of our fans who would only find out we'd been in their state after we were already gone. And uh, they had a habit of running the tour buses like uh, multiple hours a day without ever stopping to feed anybody. So I wrote a very nice email, you know, for me and for a lawyer early on to Trent Luce, who was his ground commander, who was a Nebraska farmer, uh, who was convicted of cattle wrestling a decade or two ago. You should Google that up. And I said, look, guys, I am perfectly capable as an adult woman of sourcing my own food. I mean, I eat fried crickets when I'm in brothel towns in Southeast Asia fighting the brothel industry, but I can't source food when the doors of the bus never open and we're always on the go. And I can't work like a slave setting up your stage in 105 degree heat in Birmingham, Alabama in the blazing sun because you don't have a stage crew uh, and then be in a caloric deficit to the point of passing out. So we need to do two things. One, you need to feed your people at least as often as you feed your four-legged pets and two, a kindergartner could tell you this, but you need to release the address of the location at some point before the party if you want anybody to come to the party. Um, and I was nice about it, but uh, Who I- Who'd that letter go to? Oh, that letter went to the principals. It went to Sasha and Robert and uh, Trent Luce. And, uh, and they still kept releasing the tour dates late. They ended up canceling Memphis. Two, two three days out of Memphis, I said, look guys, we can't afford to keep doing what we're doing. This is Memphis we're rolling into. It is, Elvis's oh, this is like stomping grounds. It is red state central. If you don't have a Memphis venue, let me know. I've got friends, VIPs, Alive Nation, and other concert venues. We can have us a honky tonk. We can have as a farmer's pasture. You let me know. I'll get, oh, no, we got it under control. So we're rolling in to the Memphis location at about a quarter to 12 x 11 o'clock and I hear CB chatter on from the bus driver in one of the buses I'm on saying we're diverting to Bass Pro Fish Shops from Shelby Farms Park. And I asked the driver, I said, is that for a potty break or are we going there for the event? And he said, no, ma'am, I think it's for the event. And I said, you can't change the location three or four hours before we're supposed to start when we've released it on social media. It's not like these people got printed invitations to a wedding where we can call them all up. So then I called Trent Luce and I said, what happened? And he said, the park canceled. I said, do you have a signed contract? And he said, no. And I said, they didn't cancel then. That was your bad. And I said, tell me you've got the Texas locations in the bag, there's three of them and it's Texas for crying out loud. And he said, I have one nailed down. And I said, well, we're gonna have a bunch of pissed off soccer moms standing outside Shelby Farms Park. So we need to go there, minimally. So then they canceled Bass Pro, and Sasha and I talked Robert into taking one of the tour buses. We ended up with six tour buses. I did an aerial satellite view. I found a dirt road opposite the mouth of the park where we could park the buses and at least explain to our fans what the heck had happened so we didn't piss them off and upset them and make them want to cry. So we roll out there at 2.30 in the afternoon. I hop off the bus. There's a windstorm blowing about 50 miles an hour in this dirt pasture kicking up little dust cyclones. I send my registered nurse volunteer helper who is helping for free to Walmart to buy a bullhorn since we don't have our AV crew with us. I kick open a dead beehive, and I said, this will be a good soapbox. And we had a crowd of about 40 to 50 people. We had a couple from Chicago that had managed to find us and fly in on 24 hours notice, and another couple who had driven in from Mississippi after they missed us the day prior, average age of 80 that are talking to me. When Robert David Steele walks up, at 3.48 p.m., he said we could stay till 5. The event was supposed to start at 4. We got there at 2.30. And I'm talking to these little old folks. And he said, where the F is your GDMFN assistant? Mm. And I said, excuse me? meanwhile the little old people I'm standing there talking to are looking like they're fainting inside their bodies and he said and he repeated I am the ground commander of this tour your girl is AWOL she's MIA I didn't give her permission to leave the bus where the hell is she and there were a bunch more f-bombs mixed in there and I said well Robert as you can see there's like a mini tornado brewing here nobody can hear themselves think let alone speak so I sent her to buy a bullhorn from Walmart in an Uber she'll be back any second and he said, "Well, we're pulling up stakes." And I said, "Really, at 3:48? Because you said we were going to be here at least until 5. And he said, "We're pulling up stakes. And if your girl's not back by effing five minutes from now, I'm throwing her shit off the bus and yours too."
0: You're doing a good word with your. La- you're good, good said, with your language Thank there. Thank
1: you. I yeah, I am trying to keep it clean. <laughs> sort of. I mean, uh, you know, at this Come point on, we're in Anaheim. The ears are now falling off. My little four people old couple. And uh, I said, well, Robert, because people think I'm, you know, a badass attorney, but when people are rageaholics and screaming at me because I'm no stranger to that working against the Asian Mafia, I just get really quiet and calm. And I said, so it looks like there's been another change of plans. No problem. I don't want to be a fly in your ointment. Here's what we're going to do. If my girl's not back in time, we'll just get an Uber on my dime. Well, that sent him over the flippin' edge because the man is a control freak like none other. And he said, B-I-T-C-H, if you do that, you're off the effin' tour. I'll throw you off. <laughs> and then he walked this away. Is,
0: this guy loose,
1: the said No, this is all Robert David Steele. Oh,
0: he did not. Lose.
1: Oh, yeah, in front of oh. a crowd of people because this is how he treats his audience. And, and if you don't believe me, I have watched him numerous times bat away little old ladies' hands who were just trying to get a selfie with him and go, no, I'm not doing that, not now. Get the heck away from me. So this is not, to put a very fine point on it, how Sasha or Scott, or I believe in treating your audience, whether or not they paid for a ticket, that audience is gold. They've had one hell of a year. We are there to lift their spirits, not kick them in the damn teeth. And so uh, I was ready to walk that day, but I was talked into staying for a little while longer. By who? By Sasha and a bunch of other people. And, uh, you know, he, he had promised us 10,000-seat football stadiums. We're playing near an audience of 30 in a pig pasture, which I have no problem doing. But we're selling the country short by not getting the location out so people can fly in and see us. Thank you very much. Like, who does that? Even kindergartners don't do it like that. So at the JW Marriott in Dallas, he threw me off the bus for being high maintenance because <laughs> I actually wanted to release the address of the location to our fans at some point prior to the three hours before the thing and not cancel with no notice and you know do things like actually get a signed contract with the venue so they couldn't couldn't kick us out but uh, that's not how Trent Luce the convicted cattle Rustler who was his ground commander nor Robert David Steele tend to roll so he kicked me off the bus and then Pat or uh, Scott McKay Patriots Street Fighter Scott McKay walked off and so did Sasha and that man was left with five tour buses to haul himself his portly self around and uh, and Trent Luce and, um, but, but the really, the shining, I think the apotheosis, the really shining moment of the tour was the, the stop the day prior where we were at a biker bar in, I want to say, Herndon, Texas, great crowd, great crowd. And Robert David Steele, for his part, came up to the microphone, burped at the audience as his opening act, and I think passed wind at the same time, (laughs) I was sitting right behind him, and then proceeded to talk about Miss Piggy for five solid minutes before going and hiding in his bus after yelling at people to get the heck out of his way, he wanted to take a selfie with him. And I gotta say, I mean, it was a biker crowd, you know, they're not exactly, you know, queen of England, high tea at high noon, and even they were looking at him like a farting dog going, what the heck, you're burping and farting at us, wow. So uh, if you want to see Robert David Steele and Trent Luce, that would be bigbatusa.org, which is his website. For all of us, if you want to see all of us, by the way, he made off with five buzzes for himself and one other guy after collecting 1.4 million dollars on the backs of the reputations of me and Scott McKay and Sasha Stone. And uh, so if you want to see him, knock yourself out. If you actually want to see the real talent who believes our audience is gold, solid gold, and treats you accordingly, you go to AriseFreedomTour.com and you come see us for the last leg of our tour. And that's a little story that you were dying to hear now, wasn't it?
0: Well, I hope listeners uh, have enjoyed that. I certainly have uh, been uh, been, uh, been appeased, I suppose, is the proper word. Let's get into a little bit more lesson balls. let not to spend a whole lot more of your time, Lee. Uh, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> how are you hitting back in California and what's, what's successful? Let, let me just start by saying this. You, you had mentioned Orange County. Uh, you'd, you'd pass some legislation, it sounded like, in Orange County for the mask, uh, anti-masks or, or ma- no, no mask mandates. Um, and, and the reason I'm mentioning that is because, uh, because at 11.59 tonight, as a, as a matter of fact, L.A. County is reinstalling their mask mandate. Uh, is Orange County not installing theirs because of legislation that you got through and then as a, on a statewide level, as far as, uh, as, far as uh, pulling out a, a big gun, uh, uh, metaphorically, against uh, Newsom or, or Pelosi or whoever, that's, whoever else they've got lined up uh, 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 in their sleeves. Um, uh, how are you going to pull out your big gun uh, for California and, 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 and take California?
1: All right. Well, what we did uh, in, in Orange County is, uh, you know, our local health officer, a woman by the name of Nicole Quick, released her mask mandate for Orange County over a year ago now, uh, in the middle of the night, on Friday night, walking into Memorial Day weekend, because of course, that's how you roll when you're scared of the masses and a coward to boot. Uh, anyway, and, uh, you know, we did some research, and your audience needs to understand the playbook, so I'll tell you exactly what we did. We did some research on this little character by the name of Nicole Quick. It turns out Uh, for the first eight years after she graduated med school, she was working for her mother's methadone clinic in Utah, writing Suboxone prescriptions for heroin addicts who were trying to get off their one opiate, and she was pushing another opiate on them. So I don't think you, you know, you could disagree with me, but I don't really think she was clinically qualified to hold the position of local health officer during a, quote, pandemic, end quote. And so we made these facts known to our board, and we also made known the fact that wearing a mask in high heat conditions especially causes people to go hypoxic and pass out. They actually lost two or three people, old people, walking their dogs and walking down the boardwalk in Huntington Beach uh, in the first three days of her mask mandate because it was a hot Memorial Day weekend. They actually had to use drones and dogs uh, in Villa Park by where I live to find the woman who rolled down a ravine and never came home after walking her dog. So we explained to her, hey, uh, wearing a mask creates a hypoxic condition in many instances and is not very safe and can actually kill people because if you go onto OSHA's website, uh, unconsciousness is the final step your body takes in a hypoxic scenario before you hit cardiac standstill, which is just what it sounds like. Your heart stops beating and it'll kill you. So... um, They didn't seem to much care, and uh, so I made a little TV commercial reenacting the two Chinese boys who died while playing PE in a mask in in China using little blonde-haired girls, and I sent that TV commercial to all of the supervisors, and I said, this thing will be running front and center in your district on primetime cable TV news, and I've got the billionaire to fund it on whichever of you has a kid go down first in your district, and you will never seek re-election or have a chance of being re-elected. You won't even be able to have a Girl Scout bake sale with the PTA backing you by the time I get done with you. And, uh, and then we made a sign that was 20 feet long by seven feet high and said end her tyranny or something like that, red and black, and explained that she was basically the modern day equivalent of Nazi Germany because Hitler also worked by depriving people of oxygen on an acute basis in gas chambers. She was just doing it on a bit more chronic basis across the board. And then we took our little sign out to the front of her house and we protested in front of her house. And uh, I looked into the camera and I said, my dear, I happen to know because we had detectives researching you that your mother was left by your father and she was so heartbroken that she hired a a private eye and a psychic to go find her missing wayward man. And you were so brokenhearted. You did your term paper on this. And my dear, that is just what I found out in the first three days. Give me a week and I will end you in terms of your reputation. Oh, by the way, it looks like you have little kids based on the scooters and rollerblades and wet buckets from the beach I see lying around. And I am here to tell you that all these mommies that you just forced to mask up their children are gonna be standing out here with video cameras every time your kids go to take a bike ride. So you better darn well make sure your little two-year-old's in a mask too, my dear. And that was the end of Nicole Quick in our county, along with the mask mandate. But Newsom didn't like it. He uses Orange County as a test balloon because we're heavily conservative. And he figures if he can get our county to do it, then he can get the whole state to do it. And as goes California, so goes the nation. And as goes the U.S., so goes the whole damn planet. So that's the problem with using Orange County as a test case and not fighting it down. So that's how we rolled with the mask. He came in from the top and mandated it across the state after we got done. And then about a month or two ago... He decided in his illustrious wisdom that he was going to have our Board of Supervisors roll out a digital passport system for the you know vaccinated versus unvaccinated and i said the hell you will that is the worst of all sins from last century that is rosa park separate is not equal thank you very much we know it is not equal meets george orwell on steroids we don't want to leave an electronic breadcrumb trail every time we go to chipotle in the post office and picking our kids up from soccer evincing all of our whereabouts all day every day you know meets nazi germany because that's exactly how they began the the holocaust is by issuing special passports for the jews and you had to show your papers, please, before you pass. Oh, and by the way, 40% of the people over 65 in your state don't own smartphones, Newsom. So uh, if you make them show a smartphone QR code on their smartphone, you're going to starve grandma right out of the damn grocery store, even if she did get vaccinated. And that's not very nice for all you liberals who think you care about the minorities and grandma and the liberals were even hitting him on that. So, so we fought that down in Orange County, but they didn't give a darn. So I called up a Holocaust survivor by the name of Vera Sharab, who lives in New York City and spent the age of three to eight in a concentration camp. And I said, how do you feel, my dear, about these digital vaccine passports? And she said, they are a Nazi plan. That is how Hitler started hunting my people. And I said, well, would you mind saying that on camera? And she said, not at all. And I called her up the next morning on Zoom and we did three perfect 30 second takes. That woman is way older than you and me combined, Ian, and sharper than both of us combined. She gave me three perfectly flawless renditions. And then I went to every rich guy I knew this side of the Mississippi and I stuck my hat out and they donated and I called up CNN and I said, how much to run this Holocaust survivor ad explaining that Nazi Germany is cropping up in the form of digital passports in our county, seven to midnight, once an hour on CNN and Fox and MSNBC. And they said, that'll be a whole lot of money plus your firstborn child. And I said, here you go, everything but the firstborn. And so for a solid week before the next county board meeting where they were voting on this bad little plan they had hatched, our Board of Supervisors had to go stick their feet up on the recliner and watch a Holocaust survivor call them on the carpet for their Nazi program. And you know what they did? They walked into 2,000 people, people from as far away as the Idaho and Texas, rallying with us in our county because they recognized the truth of what Martin Luther King said, which is injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And we locked arms and we got four of the five people on our board, including a Democrat, we picked up to push pause on that little plan. And then Newsom did what he did with the mask mandates. He said, you're not going to do it in your counties? I'll mandate it from a top. But he overstepped on Friday when he said the kids are going to have to do it because, like I said, every soccer mom with an earshot is ready to take him out, figuratively speaking. And so the way you fight this down, my dears, if you are really ready to riot, you don't riot. You send all of your children to Foothill High and Laguna High and Sacramento High or whatever it's called up there, wearing white with no masks on. You outnumber their law enforcement in your jurisdiction ten to one. And when the constitutional sheriffs like Chad Bianco and Tom Barnes go, No, we are not enforcing this mask mandate against your minor children, then Newsom's gonna have a heck of a hard call. He's gonna have to send the California Highway Patrol, which is his personal SS Nazi brigade in, and you make him send the National Guard or his SS unit to drag your children out bleeding into their white clothes by the knees. And when it looks like the 1960s, when it looks like Birmingham, freaking Alabama Newsom is going to do his own throat and he is going to cut his own throat and your children will win this war against our little dictator and they will be able to go breathe oxygen while they're playing football this fall
0: Lee we're going to stop it there because that's a pretty big gun (laughs) you just pulled out and I know we're just starting
1: yep power of the people you guys can win every fight you engage in you just got to get off your sofa and engage
0: and uh and you're a great speaker um governor dundas
1: (laughs) i like the ring of that i like like the
0: ring of that too uh lee thank you for joining the program let's let's just wrap it up here with with with, uh with the with the with a sign off from you some parting words for listeners to walk away with what a punch you've just delivered
1: You are the leaders you've been waiting for. The Holocaust was never the result of Hitler. It was people turning a blind eye. But we learned that lesson in high school history class, didn't we, my friends? And this time, this time, we are not turning a blind eye. We are the warriors we've been waiting for. Churchill's not going to save us. FDR is not going to save us. We are going to save ourselves. You have everything you need with inside of you uh, to do this. And if you need any of the research that I just quoted on how bad social distancing or mask wearing is, if you want to send letters to your school boards, to your County councils, your city councils, you go onto my website. It is citizens-rights.org. All my letters, all my research is up there. You don't reinvent the wheel, you use it as it is. You can find me at leigh.esq at gmail.com. You can follow me at leedundas.com and uh, you go take back your city, your state, your county, one mama bear and one papa bear at a time. Because let me tell you, friends, we need to do one hell of a lot better job letting this planet be something that our children can rightfully inherit. And I have no doubt you and I are going to do it for them.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Lee Dundas.